So welcome to The Expert Edge. Today is super special. This, for the first time, I have my amazing wife, Sarah Boyd, on the episode. And we're going to be talking all things working with your spouse. So if you have a desire to work with your spouse, or if you do work with your spouse, I think that this is going to really bless you. And I think even if you have someone who you work with that you partner with on some level in your business, you'll be able to transfer that in many areas. So the conversation we had, I think is going to hopefully really bless you. We talk about three key strategies that have truly transformed our business and our relationship and the results of that. And I actually share a story about when I put myself naked, yes, I said that right, naked on Instagram. So (laughs) make sure you listen out for that story. My amazing wife, Sarah, who runs Resilient Little Hearts, is my life partner, my business partner. She helps me make many of my decisions and has helped us create a lot of success in our life. And her background, for those of you who don't know, her background is she has a psychology master's degree, uh, neuroscience. Uh, She's just a good person as well. And I think that you're going to have a good time listening to our conversation. There's some seriously funny moments. So I trust you're going to really enjoy it. So let's get into it about working with your spouse. You are listening to the Expert Edge podcast. This is the place where experts come to command the stage, position themselves as authorities and scale their business up. Get ready to access your next level of potential with your host, Colin Boy. So welcome to the podcast, babe. It's great to have you here. It's great to be here. Oh, thanks, Sarah. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) I don't know. So this is the first episode that we have done together on the Expert Edge podcast. And uh, right now we're sitting in our office looking deep into each other's eyes. I don't think we're going to be magic- able to get through this without laughing. <laughs> having a magical moment. Yeah. And uh, today's topic that we're going to talk about is all about working with your spouse. So you and me working together. Yes, because we are married. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. Now, I think this is going to be super helpful for uh, people if we can get through this episode yeah. because <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of banter going on here. Uh, I think this is going to be super helpful for people. Uh, If you are considering wanting to work with your spouse or you are working with your spouse, uh, our goal of this conversation is to give you a bit of a framework to be able to make uh, better decisions together, to be able to make a good decision on whether to even work together or not. And Sarah and I, I mean, we've been in business uh, for over 10 years together running like our business together and Sarah runs her own business, which is Resilient Little Hearts. And by the way, guys, if you're on Instagram, go and check out Resilient Little Hearts because she, her Instagram has just exploded on a whole nother note. But uh, what our goal is today is to really make sure that you're working together well. And we've got a few key ideas and I think you're going to walk away from this conversation, uh, especially if you want to work with your spouse or you're thinking about it or you are with some really helpful tips and strategies that you can use. We want to share some of the mistakes we've made, some of the difficulties that we've had and then the learnings that we've had from those. And so uh, first of all, babe, why don't you share about when we first started working together, like quite kind of 
closely, let's say two and a half years ago or so, mm. what were some of the reasons for why you decided to work with me and us together? Well, I think our journey has been, so for the past 10 years, you were much more in a professional speaker type of business. And so we had gone back and forth about working together on and off, but I think at different times, the other person never wanted to. <laughs> but I think the difference was, is that we land, we found ourselves in a new country and a new type of business model. And I think for the first time, as we moved a lot more into the online space, we actually both saw how both of us had complementary strengths. And it was just kind of that time where we were like, if we go all in on this together, this could actually like really grow and become something awesome. Mm, and it's so true that if you like decide to work with your spouse, uh, it's so true that one can put a thousand to flight and two can put 10,000 to flight. Because when, if you, you look at all the great startups, um, you know, even like, you know, like classic, like company like Apple, like they had a partnership and it was it, it was always like one and another person together and it's their strengths aligned that creates true magic. Yeah. And so uh, what what do you feel like for us, babe, like when we first started were some of the biggest like sticking points that we kind of had trouble working out? Okay, so I think the biggest one is that we're despite what it what other people may think about us. <laughs> We are both really intense, driven personalities. And so um, sometimes people are in like marriages where one person is like that and the other person is like kind of the opposite. But I think our dynamic is that we're both intense. Yeah, so that can get very <laughs> heated intense very and quickly. Heated very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> and we both have very particular ideas mm. on like um, how things uh, should work. And one of the things I think happens when you first start working together, cause that's what happened for us is that things that are actually your strengths, when they're not clearly identified and talked about, they actually almost become a weakness because you both approach the same situation from very different perspectives. And instead of that tension, bringing about a better outcome, it actually ends up kind of imploding a bit on itself. Mm, and I think, I mean, it comes back to like one-on-one marriage of, yeah. <laughs> of, <laughs> which hopefully we've got past. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, we've been married for a while now. 14 years yeah. now, right? 14 yeah. years. Yeah, Is good right? one. You come remembered. On, yeah. on, ski. There we go. There's I'm, a point for you. Yeah, I got points. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say I got. I don't have points, guys. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, like, like being able to just work through something and resolve it rather than give each other like the cold shoulder or whatever it is, like even though sometimes we get upset and then, but then being able to work through it and resolve it. And to be honest, like I think you're really good at that. I don't think I really learned that growing up in on a deep level. Um, but Sarah, like I feel like she's someone who actually is willing to talk about what's really going on and I always we joke with Sarah like she literally has got like a sixth sense and so like I, I know for me like something will be going wrong even in my mind and I'll be like on the other side of the country and she'll text me and be like so what what's going on right now <laughs> I'll be like um <laughs> It's crazy, right? And so we joke about this. I don't know if you guys have watched the, the show Billions, which is such a good series, by the way. If you haven't, I wish I was you right now so I could start it. <laughs> uh, but in Billions, there's this woman and her name's Wendy and she's basically like the psychologist to all these massive like um, 
traders who are like making millions of dollars in the stock market. And uh, and she's she's the one who helps them get grounded, make good decisions, and then like go after it. And and Sarah is my Wendy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> she like she literally she helps me make all my good decisions. And I've got to be honest, guys, like I would not be anywhere near I am where I am in our business without Sarah, like without our partnership. And I genuinely mean that. And I think sometimes People see the success of our business and I am the front of the business. Like mm. people see me on Instagram. They see me, you know, running launches and promotions and speaking. But but honestly, like 50% of my business is Sarah because it's our relationship and our partnership together. And if you had originally met me when I was a teenager, <laughs> when we met, we met in youth group, yeah. right? Yeah, when we were like 18. <laughs> We were so little. So little. I still don't know how we got together. Oh, who knows? I don't know what's going on. And when I was when we were little and like I was this vague surfer who had no sense of purpose or direction or intensity really in my life. But Sarah really saw that in me. And I would genuinely say that like she has brought just a whole nother like I feel like part of me out like it's like a diamond part of me that was in there but I I don't reckon I don't think I could have brought it out myself mm. and so um, I'm super grateful for you babe oh, I love you babe <laughs> I just feel like though that's the beauty of what marriage does because I feel exactly the same like back to you because I wouldn't be who I am in terms of the way I see the world and my confidence and how I approach stuff if it wasn't for our partnership and I think that's the beauty of a unique relationship like marriage is the two of you kind of come together and you do both change and hopefully in positive ways and you kind of become more of who you're always supposed to be and I think then if if both of you have the desire and that translates into a business context I think that can move for a beautiful life as well as an incredible business yeah absolutely so let's have a talk about what's worked for us in working together Yep. And so um, <laughs> some of the things that we've, we wrote down a few key ideas because I always like to share a few ideas. We've got three of them actually. The first one is to know your strengths. And I know you've probably heard that before, but it goes to a whole nother level when you're working with your with your spouse. And I know for me, like my strength in the business is activation. <laughs> yes. So Sarah will like go, hey, babe, I've been thinking about this idea. And Sarah is like one of her strengths is futurist, right? Yeah, well, and they're both our number one. So yeah. we're like opposite. <laughs> we're completely opposite. So I'm like, she's got, she tells me something and I'm getting all anxious because I'm like, all right, I've got to get that done in the next 24 hours. Yeah, and and I'm she's like, three years. No, three years from now. I've got ideas of where we're going to be, guys, in three years. <laughs> And I overwhelm Colin because he's thinking about this week. <laughs> yeah, totally. I, I literally just walk around. It's like I'm just looking at where my feet are and I'm just I'm just watching, making sure I'm not stepping on anything and walking that and then Sarah's like got binoculars out. <laughs> She's like looking 40 miles ahead. Yes, but also if you were just strategic and you didn't have activation, then maybe nothing would get done. <laughs> so that's why it's like a good thing. That's true. I mean, this is a good example of of a good partnership mm. in terms of – and to be honest, like it, we didn't know what our strengths were for quite some time. Like yeah. it, what were some of the ways that we kind of discovered those? Like how do we do that? 
I think the most effective way for us was to do some of the personality and like strength testing. Yeah. So we did disc profiling. Um, we also, you know, we did our Myers-Briggs and strength we also finder. did Strengths Finder. I think was the biggest one in business. Because like I said before, I think like using that same example of activation and strategic, like I used to get really frustrated and some of our kind of conflicts were about, I felt like I couldn't have bigger picture conversations because because you you were so in the moment, it was like we would just have these conflicts because you couldn't – it was like we were missing each other. And as soon as we had like a separate tool where we had like language for the fact that like, oh, this is because Colin's approaching this from his superpower of activation and I'm strategic, then I felt like we could actually meet in the middle and – it resolved a lot of conflicts. It's so true because now when we sit down, we have meetings like Sarah will say, look, I, I want you to know that we're having a strategic meeting here <laughs> because I'm always in activation mode. Yes. Like I am such a fast starter. Yes. And uh, like like she will share an idea that's like probably for like next to, to be done next year and I've already sent off a test. Yes. You always do that. We'll be in the kitchen making dinner, just chatting, and I'm like, I've been thinking about this and why are you in the corner? Are you not listening to me? But you're off on your phone sending an email <laughs> making someone. it happen. Yeah, and she, yeah, and she's like, no. Like, no. I, <laughs> I wasn't like, ready for this yet. <laughs> totally. So, like, that's like a classic example of of our strengths. But but I know, for, I know for me, the reason why I say, like, our business – the success we've had, especially recently, has actually been because of Sarah's strategic gift in my business. And I think that what's important here is to realize that in like you as a coach, as an expert running your business, you're going to have a certain bent towards an area. Like maybe you're more an activator or maybe you're more strategic. And depending on which bent you have, you're you're probably going to need either a coach or you're going to need someone in your life who can help help out with that. Yeah. Like wh- how I think, yeah. I think it's really easy to like you know especially in this type of business and especially more so if you've had some success to kind of get to the point where you think like your strength is the only strengths that you need. But as your business grows and the complexity increases, you actually need strengths in all areas, which none of us can bring in all areas. And so I think this is where, you know, if you and your spouse are complementary in strengths and if you have that desire to work together can actually be really awesome. Yeah. And so I think like one one thing I know for me is that really learning to lean on, on the other person's strength. And mm. so uh, like I know for me, like if we go to strategic decisions, like we'll sit down in a meeting and I will be trying to be strategic and then Sarah will come in and just start talking and I'm like, oh my gosh, like my mind is about to explode. Like the level of strategy and articulation that Sarah brings to something just like blows my mind. And And likewise, if I have a list of lots of things to get done that is overwhelming me because I think too deeply about it, I just book a meeting with Colin (laughs) for half an hour. I'm like, okay, this, this, this and this and then it's done. So it's like a good kind of balance that way. Yeah, totally. And we've even discovered each other's strengths. Like if, you know, for those of you who have done Self From Stage Academy or, you know, even considering it, the, the main, like for me, the main goal of that program is to help someone, help you to know how to convert someone into your program. So really the strength of the program is conversion. Yes, which is your strength. Which is which is another one of my yeah, strengths as well. I'm bringing it up. Yeah. So. Because uh, <laughs> you're awesome. <laughs> what else are some of your strengths, babe? <laughs> 
<laughs> Let's have a chat about my strengths. Um, but so if conver- conversion is my strength, I would say branding and strategic direction in branding and creating audiences is Sarah's strength. Yeah. And with us combining, that's been a real like great payoff. And that's why I think like if you're – there's kind of two – there's usually like three – levels that you need to kind of to be honest to be good at you need to be able to create an audience which is that attraction marketing strength you need to be able to convert them which is that's literally the point of sale when you convert people and then you need to be able to deliver like Mm. on what you're talking about right Mm. so hopefully you've got the delivery you've got the expertise on what you can deliver and then really you know for me my obsession is in the conversion place and that's using a webinar or a presentation to actually convert someone but I know for me like I actually lean on Sarah's advice and other mentors in my life to actually work out the audience piece and the attraction Mm -hmm. and so like just so you guys know like Sarah very much runs a lot of our audience buildings side of of our business and so if you on Instagram like I write pretty much all the captions or most of the captions, but she drives like the strategic direction of it, the branding, the look, the feel, like there's so many things that I remember for me when I first started Instagram. So let's, let's be, let's be super frank here, guys. Oh no. When (laughs) I, when I, (laughs) I, you're pulling the curtain back too much, (laughs) baby. (laughs) So, so. Oh, there's, yeah, there's no curtain. It's like a see-through curtain, right? <laughs> oh, that's just bringing up another story. But anyway, <laughs> oh, it is. It's so true. have you told that story yet? Of like me being, being naked, naked on, on Instagram? Instagram? <laughs> oh my gosh. Guys, do you want to be? Do you want to know about me being naked on Instagram? Maybe I'll tell it at the end. Okay, yes. <laughs> so you, so you actually listen to the end. No, no. I've, okay, so let me tell you the context. Right. So when... when oh my gosh. So when I... When I was doing Instagram myself, it would be like, think of it like it would be a drip of of posts, like one every three weeks, and then just a burst, <laughs> like 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 five in one day, like literally, like it's like an Uzi of like just a, <laughs> just like I would blast out fifty two posts because I was inspired. Here's my feet walking. Here's <laughs> so, and it was always like coffee. food and random yeah. crap. Like, and so that was like, cause I'm an activator, right? Like yes. it's just whatever I'm doing, that's what I do. And we're like, Sarah has that ability to like, she plans it out. She's like, no, it has to, has to drop at like 12 o'clock in the middle of the day because that's when the best engagement is. And I'm just like, just post it now. Cause if I don't post it now, I'm going to forget, <laughs> right? <laughs> which, which is a whole nother side of things. And so like having, working with Sarah and like having, my spouse, Sarah, in in my business, like, and us discovering that strength in her, which to be honest, we actually didn't discover until three years ago, I would say. Yeah, I feel like it was probably when I was running Resilient Little Hearts and the Instagram account started taking off that that you were like, can we can we do that over here? <laughs> can we do that over here? So Sarah started <laughs> this this account called Resilient Resilient Little Hearts, which guys you should go check out. But basically, she started out like three years ago or so. And it's gone from zero to over 60, what's it at in the moment? Like 66,000. 66,000. Like, and it's basically like we've spent no ads on it. It's just yeah, pure organic. It. She gets like 
like between one to three thousand shares on each photo every single time. Like it's out of control. And so like, but we discovered that she had this strength to really like empathize, which is actually one of her strengths yeah. as well. Yeah, again, it's like empathy is one of my biggest strengths. Huge, yeah. huge empathy strength. And so she knows how to empathize with the audience and then communicate it in a way that really like really resonates where I wasn't really wasn't really doing that. You were on trying Instagram. to convert everyone. I was, I was just trying to convert everyone. <laughs> You're totally. like, hi, I'm Colin. Do you want to join my program? <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. Uh. And so uh, but it's been fascinating because we only discovered that we really needed it when we went to a public business yes, because Sarah- it wasn't necessary when you were at just well, so much back in the day, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like, and, and I think that that was when like social media, yeah, it was big, but it was like I kind of was running a business where I only needed, you know, 20 clients. That well, You I was, were working with really big brands like Coca-Cola and yeah. HP and stuff and so it wasn't as important. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And like they don't, they don't go to your Instagram profile. No, well, they definitely didn't back well, then. At the time, they yeah. probably will now. I think it's, yeah, moving that way. Yeah, and they'd be very impressed. Um <laughs> You're amazing, babe. You're a super big deal. <laughs> because of you. And so, um, but this is just another example of strengths. And so for me, so basically, the, but what we've worked out, which brings us into the second point, which is around clarity of roles and responsibilities with your spouse. And that is because we've worked out that, you know, Sarah drives the front end of our, like, let's say Instagram, that marketing piece. And so basically, I am not allowed to post. <laughs> Like, well, let's just be honest. I'm not that allowed. That was to- a rule I gave you after well, you started trying to. <laughs> let's just say, if I post, there is consequences. <laughs> no, <laughs> bad ones. Wow. <laughs> no, but I just I think what that's done is freed up a lot of our brain space yes. because it's like you know we, we, when we go into a big launch and we're ready to run that as a major project. Um, we're just very clear. Like I do the project planning, you do all the like internal systems and the conversion mech. Like you're not, you don't, you don't even feel like you think so much about the social media content or the, that sort of stuff. Um, and I think what that does is it actually balances the roles and responsibilities in the like spouse working relationship. Because I think before that, when you waste a lot of time as a spouse, like when you're working together, when both people are trying to make you know, weigh in their opinions on every single little bit of information. Oh, yeah, this is massive. Like this was such a free up for me. And when I let go of the reins of going like, oh, I'm the one who has to post every single day and I actually let Sarah do it. Now, by the way, I do all my stories. Like Sarah gives me permission to do my (laughs) stories. You sound do. like like a controller. Well, I say that. I say that you give me permission to do it because I have got to the point where I I've given you that responsibility. Yes. And so like another example of that is like in my other in our other business, Resilient Little Hearts, like for a while I was running the entire thing myself. And we've now just worked out, I'm like, why am I who is married to the Mr. Conversion himself? <laughs> why am I trying to do that? And so when I go to run a promotion, like Colin comes in and like he make like makes magic as he does and it's like we lean mm. and we're very clear on Colin is a salesperson Sarah is the front end marketing mm. person yeah and so this has been a really big distinction and and I think that this even if you're not working with your spouse this can really apply to maybe you've got another employee in your business or a, maybe a marketing manager or like an, yeah. an integrator that people call it or whatever it is, like someone in your business who's got responsibility. And if you're always like stepping on their toes or trying to take back that responsibility, 
you just get like it doesn't flow. The business doesn't work. And I think that this has been a big learning for us is I'm talking about myself basically. <laughs> this has been a big learning for me that uh, that I, you know, I really need to let go and allow other people to to, you know, to run that the area of the business that they're responsible for. Because I think like clarity of roles and responsibilities is actually just really important in marriage in general. Like you think about your home or your children and that sort of stuff. And I think a lot of conflicts arise when one person expects or thinks the other person's responsible, but they don't know they're responsible. And so sometimes like, I mean, I know one of the things we did in premarital counseling back in the day, (laughs) in the dark (laughs) ages, (laughs) was like have those (laughs) conversations. is have those like like clear conversations like who's in charge of taking the rubbish out or just things like that and when you have those conversations where you're not already frustrated or you're not in a conflict (laughs) Gavin's our next door neighbor Gavin Gavin is what is he 15 so Gavin's 15 and he He shows up Colin he sets the benchmark for what it takes to take rubbish out literally I like he's my benchmark indicator he's like my best practice I see him taken out Every day, and I'm like, oh, I've got to be on. I've got to beat Gavin. So, but you never a- actually know what day it is until <laughs> I'm like, until babe, Gavin's, Gavin's put it Gavin's out. out. <laughs> anyway, hold <I'll> on. <know. laughs> yeah, I can't even remember what we were saying. Oh, yeah, if you can have those conversations, especially with your spouse, when you're not, you know, having what do you call it? Just deep, robust, dis- robust discussions. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. So, uh, so being able to work out like what 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 we are you actually do and so one of the patterns that happens in in for us in our marriage is sarah will give me something like she'll give me i don't know cleaning the house or like doing the dishes or like some of my responsibilities and the problem is i end up outsourcing (laughs) all of my responsibilities very quickly so i always have a joke with sarah i'm like baby if there's any responsibility you have that you don't want, give it to me because it'll be given to someone else <laughs> within about like two weeks. Three seconds. Because <laughs> I'm like already texting someone yeah. about it because I'm like, because I just, I just hate doing things I don't like doing. Great. <laughs> so well, good. Whole another topic of conversation. <laughs> totally. Totally. Okay. So clarity of roles. Clarity of roles. Is, is really important because it just... Um, it frees up emotional and mental space for you to make better and faster decisions. And I think one of the things, I think one of the biggest mistakes that that couples make when they're in business as well is that they think that every decision in their business needs to be negotiated like as if like, you know, what school are their kids going to go to? Yeah. And or like, do we want to move to another country? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who would do that? Yeah. Anyway. Not us. Not us. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Um, and, and so like, and so what happens is you end up having too much emotional banter. Mm-hmm. Like you go head to head on like every decision and it's just exhausting because yeah. that's maybe what you do in your marriage when you're trying to work important conversations out, which you should do at some point in yeah. different areas. Because there are, there are lots of topics that like, for example, if I know something's Colin's responsibility or his area of role that I actually have a different opinion to Colin on. But if I know that that's his role, I just give my opinion and I leave it versus if we're having a discussion about an area that's actually my role and I am responsible for it, then um, if he gives his opinion, I'd love to hear his opinion, but I'm the one that actually kind of makes that decision because I feel like that resolves a lot of conflict, especially if you're 
driven like us. <laughs> you got <laughs> like a lot driven. of opinions on everything. So did I mention that Sarah <laughs> brought that driven side out of me? Oh, whatever. You always say this. <laughs> you did. Everyone thinks you're cruisy and you're so not. My nickname for Colin in the business is Pharaoh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. We're getting real now. <laughs> So Pharaoh is, it came from our original, our first ever investment property because I had some friends who came up and I basically turned into this. You turn into a person. I turn into another person. Like when I go into like launch mode or like. When you're super focused. When I'm super focused, I'm just like. Yeah. And there's only two ways of dealing with Pharaoh. (laughs) The first strategy is you bow and say, yes, Pharaoh, I will do what you want to do. Or else you've got to come in with your guns blazing and you're ready to fight to the death with Pharaoh. They're the two options. And Sarah, you've got like, you come in with a bazooka. Oh, I can come in. (laughs) I'm like, once you start letting go of mortars, I'm like, I'm I'm out, I'm out. Pharaoh's gone. Tapped out, tapped out. The kingdom's fallen. (laughs) So true. So, uh, so, but really what we're getting to is this idea of like working out what is, what is your responsibilities? Cause you're actually going to have a lot less fights yeah. in your relationship when you work that out. And I know for me, like I will get like, I'll get like revved up about something and I'll be like, no, no, it should be like this. And then I'll be like, and, but that's actually your responsibility. So, uh, that's, you know, you, we, you should do it. I'm walking away. <laughs> yeah, totally. I'm pulling out. I'm backing out. I'm backing out. Back I got away. my, I got my hands in the air and I'm backing out. <laughs> oh, so good. So, Number so three. that's the second one. Thank you. Uh, no- <laughs> just moving you along. <laughs> and me along. Because Sarah calls me gas. So gas yeah. is like I just fill the space. You can talk for as long. Where we should- <laughs> oh, my gosh. The last one is just honoring of a partnership. And uh, yeah. one, of the, one of the, I think, dysfunctional or it can get dysfunctional dynamics is when, a, when you as a spouse start working together and one of them start, one person starts treating the other person like an employee because a marriage should be a partnership and yeah. you are equally yoked and partnered together. And as soon as there starts to be a power play of one person's better than the other person or one person knows more than the other person or even if they do, it like comes down to this like deep respect for the other person that they're in a partnership together even if you're completely doing different roles. Yeah, I think like one of the things and I know sometimes it's just marketing, but one of the things that like I personally don't love is when people say comments like I retired my husband or my wife is my secretary or things like that because it just gives this kind of feeling of like you're the superstar and your spouse is like this person that's less than and marriage is such a unique like it's designed to be a partnership and I think you 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 really have to have like intentional conversations when you first decide to work together that even though we have different strengths and different roles and responsibilities I mean even for us like you're the full front of the business for for most people unless you're now listening to this podcast people sometimes don't even know that we work together and so it's but it but that's behind the scenes, we very much operate as a partnership. Mm. And that was something we had an overt conversation about of like, I'm not coming into this as your employee. Because yes. it's like when married when people who are married and they have conflicts at work, so they're working together, sorry, they're married, and they just assume it doesn't matter because that happened at work. Because mm. it's such a different relationship. It's so personal. It's like, so personal. And sometimes people talk about the whole like, 
oh no, we just put on a different hat. And it's like, yeah, you do. But also like you have to remember that they are your spouse. Yeah. And that like you can't, you actually can't treat them like just a normal employee. You actually have to have that frame of, and Sarah reminds me of this quite often, especially (laughs) when I get into Pharaoh mode. Um, she'll be like, babe, like, you know, you know, I'm your wife. Like that's, you're and I'm like, you know, yeah. yeah, I'm not, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, oh LA. my gosh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And then, and then I'm like, I'm like way less than the boss right now. <laughs> I'm like, uh, let's no. be honest. You're actually the boss. If we're no, really honest. No, no, we're, we're fully a partnership. Okay. I'm the boss. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, oh gosh. Uh, but like, but it, it is it is like keeping that frame because I know for me, like I'll get – what happens is I get super passionate about an idea yeah. and one of my strengths is actual like passion and intensity. And so then that like overrides – and Sarah would know a lot more about this in the brain because she's got neuroscience background. But it's like my I like override – any sort of like framing and say like reminds me and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. But it's just so helpful having that frame, that initial agreement of like no matter what role we're in, even if your spouse is working in an administration role, like you have to treat them as a partner in the business, Mm -hmm. a 50-50 owner, a 50-50 emotional owner uh, in that business and there's that respect. Yeah, because I think this comes back and maybe you're listening to this and you don't work with your spouse and like you don't ever intend to work with your spouse. I think sometimes in our society, and this is a bigger picture conversation, but like we don't value enough what our spouse brings to the table and we don't value that them having another job gives you less pressure in terms of your earning or them being at home with the children frees up your time so that you can Mm. do that or even just their emotional support to what you're doing. Like sometimes there's such invisible things that can't be measured in terms of metrics that sometimes we're very easy to dismiss them. And, you know, if you sometimes think about what your life would be like without your spouse in there, even just in terms of companionship and helping you become all that, you know, you've become, um, I think it's really important that we honour that level of relationship because there's something really special about a marriage like that. Mm, yeah, and I think that, you know, I think about my our relationship and mm. I feel so blessed that we get to have our relationship and that we Same. get to do life with each other. Like I'm so grateful. And we have been through some really tough stuff yeah. in our life, like super, super tough stuff. Way too much stuff for yeah. our age. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> Um, and, and, and I know that, you know, there's definitely, we've had to work through that stuff to allow that to bring us closer, Mm. uh, because it doesn't always just bring you closer. Like you have to actually work through it. Sometimes it actually breaks couples up. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I always say like, we, you know, we have a lot of friends in this industry and I always say, and this may be a completely different topic, but sometimes your best year in business is your worst year in your marriage. Oh, that's, yeah. Because it's just like, it's, there's just so much pressure and stress and complexity with running a business. And, and, you know, that can happen when things are really hard, but it it also happens when things are like, have, you've had an exponential Mm. year. And I think no one expects that because you think when I have all this money and I have all 
all this success, then everything's going to be perfect. But you don't understand that in order to achieve that, you've become a different person Mm. and like you have changed and transformed and you've probably worked your butt off to do so. Mm. And so, but that's probably a conversation about just yeah, marriage. <laughs> so maybe we can, we can do another, we can do another podcast yeah. on that. And I, th- I know for us, like Sarah and I, part of our, our mission and purpose for us that we feel a responsibility for, to be honest, in this expert industry space, because to be quite frank, like it can get very, I don't know if superficial is the word, but just what? how would you describe this industry? Like it can get very... Um, the problem with the industry is that it, it markets in a way that says it's authentic, but mm. it's not actually showing real life. Yeah. And so it presents this appearance that looks vulnerable and authentic. And so when it comes to comparing relationships or, you know, just the everyday stuff, like we all have to take the trash out. We all have to deal with conflict in family and marriage and that sort of stuff. It can sometimes make it look like these experts don't have any of that. Totally. Because they're selling like this lifestyle. Yeah. And we don't, but other people are struggling. (laughs) No, because we're perfect. Because we're perfect. No. But it's it's more that um, yeah sorry no it's it's exactly that and it's and so f- like for me I'm thinking about that it's not that you can't present the 2.0 version of yourself totally. because we are like all into making sure that our marketing content and what we what we show is inspirational yeah. right like we want to be inspirational but I also like at the core of it our goal is to create a business and a life and to to be an example and an encouragement to all people to create a grounded, authentic life. And I think one of the topics that we'd love to talk about in the future is is the whole like on stage, off stage, which maybe we should do a like another episode on like marriage and family or something. Yeah. So so which is the whole thing of like who you are in front of people and who you are at home and and the differences and how that works. So which is just a whole other beast in itself. And so it, it, it <laughs> no, really it, is. It 100% is because it, I, I don't think many people understand it. No. Part of the problem is, is to be successful in this type of business, you have to have a degree of ego and you have yeah. to have a degree of backing yourself fully on your decisions. Yeah. But part of the problem with that is in any type of like intimate relationships, like with your children or your mm. spouse, you actually have to be a degree of self-sacrificing so in order true. to make it work. And so they're two, as you you grow in your strength of like a positive ego a lot of the times that becomes more challenging to be self like not necessarily sacrificing of who you are but being able to put other people's needs before your own yes because your whole world starts serving you when you're getting all this success and it's like you kind of lose sight of what it really means to connect with your spouse and with your kids and to play lego and exactly like just to be you at home on authentic so so good, so good. Um, so we've covered three key ideas and then I'm going to share, I do need to share you my, need to share your my story. naked story on Instagram because <laughs> you guys are probably going, oh yeah, where's this naked story? Yeah, they're all waiting. Babe. All right, I know. They've I know. flipped through to the end of the podcast <laughs> just totally for the story. Have, totally so we covered this idea of know your strengths. So do do the strength finders, do all the different disc profiles and stuff, know your strengths. The second thing was clarity on roles and responsibilities that helps with decisions making and decisions makings and all that sort of stuff (laughs) and then honoring of the partnership that you're in a partnership that you're not an employee relationship and that needs to be really honored in the in the business so me being naked on instagram (laughs) okay so picture this i am literally like two minutes before i'm about to get on stage for my first ever speaking engagement in america 
I'm over in Florida. I've got my suit on. I've just done a Facebook live to to just like to go, hey guys, I'm about to get on stage. It's gonna be amazing. And uh, and I had my phone off because I like to just stay focused before I get on stage. And I can hear the guy starting to announce. Colin Boyd from Australia coming in, all this sort of stuff. And then I go, I should just put my phone on and just check if there's anything on there and just make sure Sarah hasn't called or whatever. I put it on and then all of a sudden it's like, like my entire (laughs) phone fills with missed calls and messages. So there's like nine missed calls and then there's like, get on Instagram. What are you doing? And then I see this one. all from me, by the way. All from Sarah, all from Sarah. And just says, you are naked. On Instagram. <laughs> this was before I had access to your account because yeah, yeah. I would have just deleted it. Yeah. But I was just like, I can't get in. And I'm like running upstairs to our home office, like trying to find your login passwords because you weren't picking up your phone. <laughs> so true. I was freaked out. Oh, my gosh. And so what happened was... Um, I'm like, I get on there and I and and I made this mistake. And this is like how bad I was at Instagram, right? So lucky I don't run an Instagram course. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that. So Instagram stories. So that was Instagram also stories. lucky. It wasn't an actual post. Yeah, so what happened was You didn't do a photo shoot. <laughs> I didn't do it. No, this wasn't a photo shoot that I like loaded up or like some nice little pictures that weren't supposed to be on my phone that I loaded up. So this was me. I literally, I'd had a shower, right? This is before my speaking gadget. I'd had a shower and I walked out of the shower area. I'd drive myself, walked out of the shower area and I'd like... I had this like great hotel room that the that this that the convention owner had put me up in and I was looking out into the yachts. Like it was just like stunning. It was high up, like through the glass. Through the glass. Through yes. the glass. And it's like floor to ceiling glass, yes. right? And I'm like, wow, this is stunning. I'm like in Florida for the first time. I'm super excited. <laughs> and I'm like, I've got to put this on Instagram. And so I get my stories out. And I just like, I, I hold it to the left and I just show the whole view in my, like through the window and I go, good morning, Florida. <laughs> That's the best bit is how you said it. It sounds like, is it Anchorman? Yeah, Anchorman. Good, good morning. morning. <laughs> yeah, so, oh no, I think it's good morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah, it's kind of a, right. it's this yeah, weird yeah, yeah. But I was, like, I was like, good morning with it. And I did like an Anchorman accent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, good morning, Florida, <laughs> like this. And what I didn't realize, note to self for next time, was that the morning sun was coming through the window. So it was this like perfect reflection of me. And at this time, I had no towel on. So I'm literally stark naked going, good morning, Florida. And you can see as it comes around, direct reflection of me naked just in the window. And I just went, load that puppy up. <laughs> so I'm surprised you didn't get banned. Well, maybe everyone was loving it. Maybe they were sharing it out. Well, I said that is how you, that's one that's of my Instagram strategies. That's a, that's a growth if strategy. If you run right? a course, that's the number one strategy. Make that's yourself a naked. Strategy. Oh my gosh. So that's my story. Hey. Uh, it's a good story, babe. <laughs> babe, it's been a pleasure having you on the Love Expert you. Edge. Now, if you want to hear more of Sarah and I on the Expert Edge, I want to know, can you go down to the review section, leave a review, let us know what you enjoyed most about this episode, and if we get enough reviews, 
I will get Sarah back onto this, onto the podcast because I know you guys are going to love it. Let's be honest. So can you go down, if you found this valuable, leave a review and uh, we'd just love to hear what you what was most valuable for you from this conversation. Guys, have a great day and we'll see you on the next episode of The Expert Edge. So I hope you enjoyed that episode of The Expert Edge. Now, before you go, I've got something really special for you because I know that you know how important your signature story is. It's the way in which you connect with your audience and move them to join your programs without being pushy and salesy. It's the reason why I teach so deeply about it in Sell From Stage Academy. Now, just recently, I created a really useful guide for you. It's called the Signature Story Guide. And what it's going to do is going to help you to discover your signature story and ask you some really pivotal questions on working out what signature story you should really be telling and then how to tell it. I want you to imagine your next webinar or your next Facebook Live or even your next live presentation and imagine yourself sharing a signature story that truly resonates with your audience and moves them to join your programs. Notice how good that's gonna feel. Notice how empowering that's gonna feel. Now, I really wanna help you out and I wanna actually give you this methodology for free. And it's really simple in how you actually grab it. All you need to do is go to the Expert Edge podcast, which you're listening to right now, and leave an honest written review about the value or the insight that you've got from one of the episodes. Now, before you submit it, all you need to do is take a screenshot of that review and obviously submit the review and then send that image on your phone to support at teamboyd.com. .co. In the subject line, if you can put Expert Edge Review, that'll help us as well. And so send that image to support at teamboy.co. That email address is in the show notes as well with the subject line Expert Edge Review. And our team's going to send you back this guide that is going to help you to discover and share your signature story so that you can connect with your audience and move them to join your programs. I hope this blesses you. I trust it will as you grow and develop your expert business. And I really look forward to reading your review. We'll speak to you soon.